say from here on out. You caught me at a time when I am... Whoa! I just wanted that on the record. Thank you. You're eating or what? Um, yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm licking hummus off the, uh, <laughs> the side of a plate. Not, not the rim, but like just under the rim. Somehow I, I, I scooted some off of there. So. Well, you got to clean your plate, man. <clears throat> well, look, it wasn't just a, a matter of eating the whole buffalo or whatever. It was, uh, it was a matter of making <laughs> sure that I didn't get hummus on my mouse. Because now this plate is sitting on my desk, and uh, it was it was close to maybe falling off the edge and causing some real damage. So I'm glad I cleared that up. But now yeah, I have hummus in my throat. <coughs> What'd you just crack there, uh, Lacroix? Lacroix? Yeah, it's a Lacroix. Lacroix. It's a Lacroix. Lacroix. Uh, yeah, totally addicted to this stuff. How about you? What flavor? This is Cran Raspberry. What? Raspberry. Yeah. Cran raspberry? Cran raspberry. Goodness you, gracious. Look at that. Raspberry. Yeah, it's, I'd like it's to try that good. one sometime. Oh, it's very good. It's uh, it's not what you'd expect. I think we've given LaCrue more than their fair share of free advertising. We have, dude. Any more word about them, they're paying us. Yeah, yeah. And this stuff is overpriced as all get out. But you know what? The uh, generic store brand just never is quite the same. It never works out. Say, do you remember Shasta back in the day? Did you ever drink Shasta? I do. I did. Yeah. I saw that at Hy-Vee the other day. They're uh, like, re- what? what's the word? Revital- not revitalizing. <laughs> it's a Revamping? Re- yeah, or reviving the brand. Reintroducing? We just, <laughs> instead of saying re, say re. Or, you know, <laughs> we are recording. So they're, uh, they're coming out with, or they came out with, with these Shasta flavors, I think they're following <laughs> LaCroix's lead. Because it's like... Uh... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> hey, Bill. You want to shut the hell up back there? <laughs> Man, this hummus is just everywhere in me. So it's... Are, are they coming back with the same flavors? Or is it some that new I spin don't know. on it? I Shasta look... seems like a, a thing that could only have been uh, popular in its day. You know? It was, it was kind of a just a one-time thing. Yeah, it was a 90s thing. It was a 90s thing, and, and you could maybe say the same thing about LaCrue, but LaCrue has this sweet sense of irony about it that you knew it was going to come back at some point. I didn't it's realize like the, LaCrue was around back then. I, it, it had to have been. I mean, look at this. Look, look at it, you know? And <laughs> yeah, true. I'll, I'll look like, over at it. It's the jazz cup of, of uh, soft drinks, and now it's <laughs> got this ironic aura about it, and everybody loves it. Um but yeah, Shasta, I don't know. They they have an uphill battle. Did they uh how's their packaging look? It's updated. It's not uh mm-hmm. as nineties esque as it was in the nineties. <laughs> well then why why bother? Yeah, exactly. In that case I'll just go with Surge. Oh boy. I yeah, I don't that that didn't need to come back. No, no but it man, it was popular while it lasted. If it's still lasting, I don't know. <laughs> Okay, hold on. You got soybeans in your throat. Ah, I just coughed into a book bag. <laughs> you mean a cough bag? Yeah, we have a mute button on here, but why use that when you can cough into a bag? <laughs> We're all human. Yeah, I can save that for later. God, this stuff, I don't know, it's just, it, coat, it coated my throat in a way this time that uh, is really hard to get over. <clears throat> Weird. 
I'm gonna have problems throughout this whole thing. <laughs> Take Bill it. can fix that. <laughs> yep, he's got it. Got it taken care of. <clears throat> so, sp- speaking of weird flavors, yeah, dude. Last night i i grabbed I grabbed a beer or two with some friends on Friday night, and man, we went to this local uh, like well brewery, but they also serve beers that they don't brew. So mm. I saw the probably one of the weirdest beers that I've ever seen on the menu. It What's was, uh, dang it, I wish I could remember the exact name, but it was uh, rhubarb, like r- rhubarb, vanilla, and blueberry. It was called uh, rhubarb something. It was super weird. And rhubarb, dude, I haven't, I haven't had that in like probably 15 years. I didn't realize that was still growing. So you did try it? I had it. I uh, I had a glass of it, and it was surprisingly good. Wow. I th- at, at first blush, I don't. I get a little worried about um, beers with vanilla in them, especially. But dude, I might be making the vanilla part up actually. Um, mainly rhubarb and blueberry. And normally, I'm I'm not a fan of beers with fruit in them. Uh, yeah. But this one wasn't overly fruity. But you could taste the rhubarb. You could kind of taste the blueberry. Hmm. Just weird. I. That's. I, I don't know that you can really describe that. You probably just have to try it to. You had to be there. You did, man. I'm sorry to say. I think that should probably be the title of this podcast: is you had to be there because <laughs> it's all it's all like stories and uh, and things like that where well, you know, it, you had to be there. <laughs> okay, I just looked it up. It's it's called. <clears throat> Rewberry Blonde Ale. Rewberry Blonde Ale. Uh, brewed by Squatters Craft Beers. Is that a where's that at? I have no idea. Oh, they it's don't need a, they don't they don't need free advertisement yet. Hold on. Squatters. Yeah, give them a, give them a few more tries. Give their uh, other other brewers a try. Yeah, I I will definitely do that. Um yeah, okay. So well there's a uh the Jalapeno Ale that uh local local place there where you're at serves yep that was that was my go-to every time i went to that place so Uh, would you have would you have multiple of those i would i would oh my goodness it's 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 the fruity it's like the fruity part of the jalapeno (laughs) and gosh it's a treat there's it's it's weird because there's like just a touch of spice yeah back of your nose as it goes down but but not enough to make you go ow. Yeah yeah not enough to make you or you in eight hours go ow. <laughs> That's you know? a nice way of putting it. Yes. Yeah yeah. So yeah that was always that was always my go-to. <coughs> ah! Ground up soybeans, man. God, this uh, it's really good. This this hummus that we found at a local's farm, local farmers market. But man. Uh, I've been I've been getting this now for like a month straight every weekend, and I eat at least one to two tubs of hummus a week. You know, we she buys her um, conditional air plant, and I buy my <laughs> tub of hummus, and we just keep doing that every week. <laughs> Man, that's fun. So uh, yeah, wait, did, yeah. does she get an air plant every week? <clears throat> no, she's only done that one week. To be fair, okay. Uh, but we we recently did adopt some uh, succulents. And and things like that. So our, our plants, our plant sphere keeps growing, and uh, 
you know, I dug a plant up out of the backyard. I, it's, it's a fern. I was pretty excited about it and planted it indoors. And I don't know what's happening, but the first few weeks it was in here, it was really, really happy. And then it's like, since I've turned on the air conditioning, mm. a few a few of the little um, nodes on the leaves, I don't know, the leaves of the leaves oh, yeah. have gotten brown. So I don't know. Uh, I wonder what type of climate ferns like. Um, well, probably where they were growing outside. It was probably <laughs> perfectly content. And then I, I brought it in here. And it was pretty excited because we didn't have the air conditioning on yet. And it was a nice temp, nice humidity. Um, Ferns, you know. feel warm. You want a little? Uh, you want to cool down a little bit, huh? <laughs> no, it doesn't. I just the, assume you. I just assume you do because you can't talk. <laughs> That's the problem with all plants that we have. Is, uh, <laughs> yeah, tell me what you want. Tell, they, yeah, they won't talk. Well, you know what? They will kind of talk because there's a row of these ferns in my backyard, and they are thriving. These things are creating their own little uh, their l- little biome of, of fernism, and they're—I mean—they are dense, thick, hmm. um, and there's no grass where they grow because there's a, a pine tree over them. That evidently pine trees are very—their needles are very acidic or something—and they just scorched earth below them. Everything. Oh, dies. really? I did yeah, not so, realize that. Yeah. Well, they're so they're my neighbors' uh, pine trees, but they're cut up very high. But they still drop their needles, so the grass dies. But then, it gives weeds and ferns, and one rose bush uh, a chance to chance to grow. I need to turn my phone off. What's going Man, on? I was I was always under the naive impression that the only reason that grass wouldn't grow under pine trees is because it's so thick of shade. Like, yeah, can't get sun to it. But yeah, well, I think it's it's probably a mixture of both but this this area has a a lot of sun but yeah it's these these pine needles but you know what it was never maintained before we got here and i think if you cleared out the pine needles it'd probably be okay this is really boring i don't know why i keep talking about it i keep bringing up my lawn do you want to talk about my birdhouse (laughs) there there are so many twigs in my birdhouse already but i haven't seen a bird back there but i I thought i saw some wrens that were on the fence back there so maybe they're moving in but they they seem like flighty things so anytime i go out there i can't see them they're like the boogeyman They're scoping out the joint, making sure it's okay to to uh, squat there. Yeah, they're just, well, they're packing the fucking thing full of twigs. And it's like, guys, oh, really? there's not going to be space in there for you. Yeah, they're making it just yeah. comfy enough, man. Well, I don't know. They First of all, they're bad twigs. They're like, I don't know where they're finding cacti twigs around here, but they're... They're pointy? They're like, they're, like they're, oh, they're not pointy, but they've got little ridges on them. They just don't seem like a nice... They don't seem like a Tempur-Pedic twig, you know? They could, they could, there's a lot of choice around here for some nice plush stuff. I even have dead grass or um, mowed grass in an area that I keep in the backyard that they could take, but they just hmm. choose not to. Well, you know, I think uh, I think birds are more resilient than us. Like, they're, I'm, I, we've talked about this before. I'm 95% sure, actually 75% sure that... Uh, birds legs are made out of wood so they can't actually yeah. they can't actually feel any like pokiness on their legs when they're standing on thorns yeah well i guess that's the benefit of being an ant creature you know a half half tree kind of thing is that maybe they feel somewhat 
there's some sort of symbiosis with their symbiosis with the wood that they're they're gathering. Maybe maybe it's that their legs are made out of the same wood of the twigs that they're gathering or something. I think so. Yeah, and that, that could be it. Just not my first choice for twigs. That's all. But you know what? This this what must be like what uh, I guess maybe racist uh, landlords feel like you know when they when they've get a people of a certain certain race moving in that they're you know it's got to be equal opportunity i can't discriminate but god dang does that curry smell up the house (laughs) (laughs) just an example just an example it could go the other way you know maybe i'm not a fan of your living habits but yeah man just enjoy it yeah i i'm really excited for well well first of all let's back up a bit that's that's a good thing that birds are already taking to your house though that means oh, that it's it was a it's a real it's a birdhouse dude it's not it's no longer just a decoration now it's a yeah. house for birds yeah you're providing the birds a little apartment to live in not only that but i provided a very mo- it's a very modern it's both uh okay it's a modern birdhouse in its shape but it uses traditional materials some nice some nice thick oak that I stained and so it's a very contemporary look it's a very contemporary take on a bird you know if, if I had to guess I would say that the two wrens that I've seen going in there are both male oh that's that's the kind of birdhouse I built it's a Is very it? very contemporary like I, I don't know how to explain it really you'll, you'll have to see it sometime are the other birds around the neighborhood getting pissed off at the gentrification that's going on? Um, no, not well. It's not so much gentrification. It was. It's. It's always been a nice bird neighborhood. Um, but you know, this is a very accepting neighborhood, I think, and so they're they're kind of happy to see it because they're like, oh man, the only thing that we're worried about is that their lawn is going to be immaculate compared to ours. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's exactly so, right. Yeah. A lot of blue jays, a lot of cardinals, a lot of woodpeckers in our area. Oh so. man, I I love seeing blue jays and cardinals. It's so refreshing because yeah. normally most birds that you see around are like black or gray or, or earth the tones. color of wood. Yeah. <laughs> yes, rightfully so. Wood pole. But but then you see a bright red bird. That's cool. Or a bright blue bird. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, and these things are these are big. These are big guys. I. I kind of worry about our small chihuahua sometimes when i when i see the, uh, these bluebirds really yeah well bluebirds are not nice birds either no they're uh they're mean to at least other birds i've noticed in no, this well this was one of the things in the birdhouse design was uh picking out the right size of hole saw to drill the right size of hole in the house because if you make it too big then big big dick birds like blue jays can come in yeah and just mess the place up you know they can take it for their own there yeah yeah leave their trash in there yeah squatters rights so i had to pick i think i went with an inch and a quarter something that was large enough for a small wren to get into but small enough so that a large dick bird like a blue jay can't get in there Um, yeah that's wise yeah, well, and that's something I had to look up. See, I'm telling you, this the the whole birdhouse building experience was just a hopefully a, a bookend. The the you know the bookend 
not the starting bookend, but the uh, the ending bookend on a chapter of my life. <laughs> I don't want to build any more of these because there were a lot of considerations like that 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 just came up. You know that I had to sp- I had to spend mental energy to figure out which which hole saw I needed to buy, and then the hole saw itself costed more than a birdhouse that I could just buy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no buts. <laughs> I love playing devil's advocate. I could do this all day. But uh, I man, I don't know. I think you expanded your boundaries a little bit and. Again, man, maybe this is what life's about, is taking on these weird, random projects. Yep. I guess. I guess that's what complacent um, white men in <laughs> the Midwest do. <laughs> hit my hey, age. hey I, I was thinking, do you think that when you guys eventually move, will you leave the birdhouse there or take it with you? Uh, it depends. If there's a bird in there, I'd leave it. But if there's not a bird in there... Or if there's a bird I don't like in there, then I'll take it. Boot him out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what kind of bird I wouldn't like. I don't, what's a what's an unfavorable uh, just bird? There's not really any. Even your your common earth tone sparrow, like you were talking about. What if a bat was in there? I'd I'd never move it. I think bats are neat. They're f- just flying mice, but they eat bugs, and, and they're like air, air toads. <laughs> they're critical. I've never thought about it that way. They just kind of weird me out. They always have. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's a lot of, there's way more bats in Nebraska than I ever would have uh, would have thought. Um, How do our conversations always go to birds? Well, here's the problem. They run this thing. They do, man. And we're you know, you, you, you think the, the bald eagle, the eagle symbology, you know, in, in American culture is a coincidence. You want to know who's really behind these Freemason things? What the, the eye on the pyramid really means? I know it. Look up in the sky. Yep. They're the ones giving orders. They've got to be. Where There's do you think I got it. this? Why do you think that's the sound? They gave this to me. Yeah. Speaking and then of yours. Bill doesn't like this. It's all a conspiracy. Yeah. Well, I think maybe sometime we need to have a bird episode just to kind of wrap up all our feelings on that because I, I feel like if we if we don't really dive into them at some point, we're just going to keep like barely grazing the top and we're yeah. going to... We're going to upset or anger the bird community, and then there's going to be severe repercussions. Yeah, we don't want to talk back to them. I already think that maybe some of them are, like, clogging up my gutters with twigs, just dropping them right where where they shouldn't be. I can hear them squawking at me from outside right now. Yeah. And then the whole business with the owls hooing from one way when they're really, like, the opposite direction, using advanced acoustics. Yeah, we'll get into that at some point, I think. Man, sometimes... Okay, one final thought on birds. Sometimes it's weird, but... Okay, I'll be living my life here on the ground, like a person does. And, dude, all of a sudden, I'm not sure what time of day this is. Maybe evening or something. 
all of a sudden I'll look up in the sky and there are just a ton of birds up there like flying all around the town that's right like they have again they have like like the sea creatures underwater they have their own world up in the sky yeah like uh like roadways and stuff probably yeah well it's it's the synchronicity and it okay they can talk they can communicate verbally right yep they can talk and but and then they somehow use magnets to know where to fly right they they have some sort of like magnetic sense you, you've heard about this right oh yeah they, they yeah okay and then you know like they're they're flying in a flock and just because one moves or twitches a certain way then they all move yeah that's intriguing and, like, God, watching these blackbirds, you know, you, you get out like over the, the open fields in Nebraska and watching just a pack of blackbirds flying around. They're no longer a group of birds. It is it is a creature. It is one black fog. It is. And you know what? It looks like the old school Windows screensaver. Which one are you talking about? <laughs> the one that looks like a big pack of birds. I mean, it's like... Uh, <laughs> So are you talking about when there's a big group of like a hundred or more birds? Yeah. Like kind of smaller birds and they're all packed together pretty tightly. And basically the the first one in the group, I think it's the leader that everybody looks at. And if he makes one move, then they all follow him. Or I think think another, um, I guess maybe a different type of bird. I've heard that they actually vote on where where they want to go as they're flying. So again no freaking idea how they do this but vote yeah they literally make these certain movements saying like whoever wants to go right uh you know maybe lean right or whatever whoever (laughs) wants to go left lean left and then and then literally it's dude it's a democracy the majority wins so if 55 percent of the Uh. birds lean right then everybody understands that and they all go right nuts it's beautiful and they <laughs> it is. have something figured out gosh they have something figured out <sighs> i i kind of understand now why people obsess with birds oh the the bird watchers yeah yeah oh they have to be like the bane of birds' existence like because the bird watchers are the ones trying to figure out their movements and like maybe the bird watchers have like they play like a secret mission Maybe they're the real guardians of this galaxy, the bird watchers out there with <laughs> that, their straw hats be. and their knocks and their um, khaki green high socks. Fanny packs. Yep. Fanny pack. Yep. They they look like smaller versions of your dad. <laughs> Correct. Always. Always. <laughs> your dad wouldn't do it, but a smaller version of your dad would for sure. Yeah, that's so true. Um, hmm. Pair of binoculars around the neck. That's Another right. guy. A little sunscreen on the nose, um, oversized sunglasses. Out in the forest, yep. Yep, out there um, when you're trying to have some peace out on the the trail, he just kind of walks out on the trail in front of you when you're in a really deep spot walking along. Hi, neighbor. You want a cough drop? (laughs) No. Hard candy? (laughs) Been chasing these wrens all day. And then he starts uh, slowly walking away while being very attentive to his surroundings. And he looks into the distance and you hear him go, oh, ah, oh, ah. <laughs> That's a and, very good sound. And just uh, just stare. 
see if anyone responded to that. And suddenly the birds gather around him, and yeah, he's some sort of uh, bird mage. You know what birds I don't like? Go ahead. Pigeons. Those things suck. (laughs) You brought that up before. Oh, that's right. I have. We've gone. They're like turkeys. Yeah, I think we (laughs) we settled on them being just terrible. Man. Um. You know, speaking of birds, I'm at a I'm at a turning point in life. I want I want your uh, I guess I want your input on which way I should go. I'd love that. Um, <clears throat> hummus still in there? Yeah. The, okay. The stuff sticks to my throat, and I've drank. La Cru is like the thing you drink to get rid of whatever's in your throat, right? Sure. Yeah, it's staying around. Anyway, um, there's no easy way to say this. And I probably wouldn't say this if I didn't already have my um, significant other picked out because uh, it would prevent me from, <laughs> from finding another. Uh, I'm thinking about getting into Magic the Gathering. Oh, my goodness. Jesus, yeah. This is, this is a big step. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. So when I was young, I was kind of into it. Um, my mom owns a store downtown in your yep. town. And so from the age of zero to uh, like maybe 12... I would go with her every Saturday when she worked uh, and spend the day there. And so across from her store was a hobby store that I, th- I think is defunct. It's no longer there. Um, yep. I but know I the go, one. Yeah, yeah. We, I think we've talked about this recently. <laughs> and um, So I, I would go over there during the day because I was into like baseball cards especially, and I collected cards when I was little. Um, and then somehow that transitioned into me being into... Pokemon and then Magic the Gathering somehow a little bit. Um, but I never really played, like, seriously. And I just kind of collected the cards, and I was super into the art. And uh, even, like, when I collected sports cards, I was really into stats, and I could, like, almost tell you, like, some of my favorite players. I could tell you, you know, their batting averages and, like, number of RBIs from separate years, and I kind of had this running roster of players and stats in my head when I was for no reason uh, I just found it very exciting and then so Magic the Gathering was kind of venturing into this mythical space with the same idea of you know you, you, you have these certain creatures and enchantments and spells and things with different abilities that live in different oh, worlds and have oh god <laughs> anyway <laughs> so, so I what, what age were you when you first first got into it I want to say like nine, ten, maybe. And okay, do you still have your cards from back I then? I do. I don't. I have. They're they're back at home, my original home, and I haven't. I haven't touched these things in like a decade, right? Like I haven't. It's been almost two decades, you know, coming up on. And uh, gosh, it's it's still like a. There's still a thriving community around it, right? Oh yeah. And I've been in. This all started because we went to uh, a place to get one of uh, Ashley's nephews uh, a birthday gift, and he's into Pokemon today. Like, that's still a thing for kids. He wants Pokemon cards. So we got him a pack of cards, or like a few booster packs, and then as I was there, I saw this, uh, I saw Magic the Gathering pack, and I was like, oh, you know, I should just uh, get one. 
Because <laughs> just the smell and the feeling of opening a pack of cards take me right back. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so I did. And I got a, a card that I would kind of like to... I was like, oh, man, this could maybe be the uh, foundation, like a cornerstone of a cool deck. Because you take these cards and you arrange them into decks, and that's the that's the really compelling thing about Magic: The Gathering is that like, first of all, it's an incredibly complex and deep game in and of itself because you have creatures and they have their own abilities, and then you have spells that you can cast throughout the game, even during your opponent's turn, and these creatures attack and block each other, and it's seriously like a very fun game to play uh however i mean what do you think of when you think of magic the gathering well i think of what most people think of uh, but that's because i've been uh my view has been tainted i think of a guy wearing a fedora who has a neck beard yep. really overweight lives in his mom's basement but yep. it's not like that well uh so here's another problem when i was young and I would go to said uh, sports card shop that also had Magic the Gathering that I was getting into. Uh, they had a lot of these. They had a lot of people who played Magic back there on certain days. So I would go over there. Um, and you know what? Uh, a lot of these, a lot of these people were the fat, smelly, nerdy kids. I, I was also a fat child. I just like to. Oh, that's right. So I, I kind of fit into that sphere. Um, but they were like, you know smelled like Domino's breadsticks and neck beard, hair grease, you know, that, that kind of, they fit the stereotype, but the big problem. You know problem, what, you can, you can see a lot of butt crack at those events. Absolutely. Oh, there's, I'm sure there's uh, tumblers dedicated to documenting butt cracks at these events. Um, but the problem was, so they were all that, which, you know, would would uh, you would kind of think today, especially, might be like a welcoming community, you know? Nerds are, you know, we, we get along and we can, as long as we have a shared interest, you know, we can get along. But a lot of these guys were, like, condescending and like shitty to each other and to me just starting out. Like I remember really? having having my little. I had a very small collection, right? Because I was like the only kid at my school really into this. And so this was, if I was going to enter this community when I was young, it was going to be this, through this place. But I remember taking my little stack of cards over there and I was trying to put together a deck and kind of getting laughed at a little bit sometimes. Just, and I, and I was very aware of like, Hey, I'm just trying to learn. And like, I would just watch people play, which is, you know, you would think an acceptable thing to do, but. So, so, I mean, that's one thing that's still stopping me is like, man, I don't, first of all, I, I pride myself on being a decent smelling and uh, uh, a well-kempt person these days. And I would have to imagine that these same, there's at least the same stereotypical people there with the shitty condescending attitudes too, to boot, yeah. which is not a social sphere that I want to like even enter into. Well, those, yeah, those, I think, first of all, one big reason for that is that that demographic tends to lack some social skills. Mm-hmm. Um, 
at least again the the stereotypical one that I'm thinking of. However, at the same time, it's 2017 and the the nerds are starting to rule the world. So, I man, in my mind, I really like to think that Magic the Gathering is becoming slightly more not necessarily more mainstream, but more uh, open to to uh, non-neckbeards, I guess. Yeah. So I think you'll see more more people like yourself than you than you imagine. I think that could be true, you know. And I hope so. I hope magic continues to be like a a somewhat popular thing. If I if I if I have kids and they want to play magic, I will fully support it. Like I, it's such a literary game, and like you have to be thinking. Yeah, God, you have to have like be holding on to like so many threads of thought while you're playing a game. Really? To be successful? Yes, yes. And oh, I don't need to get into it, but yeah, it's a it's a turning point right now. But so there's that side of me that's like, hey, this would be a really enjoyable thing to do to like flex my brain every once in a while. But the other side of me is like, why don't you stick to? Just reading your books and smelling good and not not going back into this fedora neckbeard condescending asshole base that you almost penetrated when you were a kid. I wonder uh, I wonder how many days a week you would play if you did get into it. If you did build yeah. a, a deck and commit it to it. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that, that's the thing. It's, there's a pretty high barrier to entry. Not not only time-wise, but I think if you... Especially if you're going to play certain types of magic, you to build a deck, it can be certainly a few hundred dollars to build like a really powerful deck. But, you know, I guess that's part of the fun. Yeah, absolutely. I think I talked myself out of it. <laughs> just, Uh-oh. Just going back through that. <laughs> well, a, so so my my argument would be, I guess the really one of the only things that I would that I would be careful about is just and you you know the fact that you become the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. So mm-hmm. that that's why I was asking about how many times a week uh, you think you would play because yeah, if it was one of those things where you're going. Uh, three days a week after after work in the evening time, it, it probably wouldn't be that that extreme, I'm sure. But yeah. then all of a sudden, these like this is your this is the group that you run around with. Like this is the group that knows you best and that you know best. This is true. Yeah, so you're not, again, you're not wrong. Again, that that might not necessarily be a bad thing. Who knows what the group of people will be like? But that'd be something something to I guess be aware of at the same time at the same time you're alive and you're in your late 20s maybe uh maybe do this just for the experience of it i could see it both i could see both sides of it right well well, what's a i mean what's a turning point in your life where you almost i don't know went heavy into a community that could have taken you a whole different way yeah, so I have I have a few that come to mind right away. So, um, let's see. By the way, this this could be, if this if these things were unpacked correctly and like well thought out, this could be a very interesting. I don't know, a very interesting thing to ask 
I agree, man. There's there's so many different parts of like the past that we could really analyze, like what what could have happened at that fork in the road, like yeah. where where could I be now? Also, alternate alternative or shit, <laughs> <laughs> alternate universes. I like to think about that stuff too. Anyway, oh, yeah. that's a side note. So yeah, okay. A few years ago, I again I've talked about snowboarding a lot before. I was really into snowboarding. Um, still still am, but not as gung ho about it. So, and I re- I also really liked Denver, the city of Denver and Boulder, any really anywhere in Colorado. I just loved it. So. I really thought about moving to Denver. So I actually, uh, I talked to a buddy who lived in Denver and one who lived in Boulder and said, hey, I'm uh, looking to interview for some jobs. Mind if I crash on your couch for a day or two? And they said, yeah, that's cool. So I set up some job interviews, had like eight interviews in Denver. And uh, that was all in the span of like two days. And then between interviews, I would, and these are all like oh, marketing related interviews. It must have been exhausting. I no, it was say. fun though, because I was, was driven by like passion. Yeah. That's the thing. So I, I didn't really get too worn out. Uh, it was just, it was me talking about marketing, which I could do all day, every day. So, so in between interviews, I would actually go look up places. I had this list of like 10 places that I found online, other marketing agencies that I, hadn't reached out to yet yep. and I found them uh, st- I just dropped by in person and dropped off my resume and talked to some people and it was fun man uh, like I was all on my own no uh, no other people in the car with me so it was just my own thing so it was lots of fun and pretty productive too I ended up landing a few job offers from it so I seriously seriously considered whether or not I wanted to make this life change. The money was not too great, so it would have been quite the risk because, yeah. you know, you do you do also hear about people moving, moving to a big city like Denver with lots of opportunity and whatnot, but then eventually their gig doesn't work out. They don't have enough money to move back home, so they're homeless. Because, That's a... Yeah, you- you kind of get stuck. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it sounds. Uh, I think especially to like people in the places we're at, that sounds like a little dramatic, but it's totally true. I when I moved out to like the bigger cities with uh, with like a decent salary around, like certainly a livable salary around here, it very quickly like I w- I wasn't able to save anything. Me or Ashley, there, like hmm. we we could not save any money. And like we we couldn't go eat out all the time. We couldn't like go to movies all the time and things like that. Yeah, but it's I, it's 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 so true. It, I mean, it it really is a ri- it's a real risk that you need to seriously consider. So I did, and especially at that time, I was obviously younger than I am now. So I feel like I was still lacking quite a bit quite a bit of wisdom. Still am now too, but. Um, <laughs> Man, I th- I think uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I think yeah, it was it was just a little bit too risky, and the salary wasn't quite there, so I decided against it. But you know, every now and again, I'll think back. What what where could I have been if I did move to Denver five years ago yeah. or 
whatever it was. I think yeah. I think about that, and I think that um, I very very easily could have been like a hippie stoner guy right now. That <laughs> that that is seriously seriously a large possibility. Um, yeah. Being that crowd, and then at that point, who knows what my ambitions like? Who knows uh, what my what my long term like lifelong goals and passions are. I don't think I would be as passionate about some things that, that I, then I am now, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, that's not, it's good to hear you say that. Like, uh, yeah, I think the, uh, the weed thing out there is certainly a draw for a certain type of person. And like, it can be corrosive. I really think like it can be a, it totally can be touch, touchy topic, but like, I'm just, I'm glad that, uh, I've, I've smoked, you know, quite a few times and it's just never something that I could do regularly or even like wanted to do regularly. But yeah, having, having been around it and people that would do it regularly, like you can see how it can like take, take over yeah that person and like not not make people shitty but just kind of like sap ambition yeah dude exactly and uh which i have have a great story about this i guess this is a really good turning point in life story love it but but i want to i want to hear your well so so to piggyback on that a little bit they say it's not addictive and i don't think technically the substance itself is addictive but i think the feeling the feeling that you get can be addictive. Yeah. So, and, you know, eventually, dude, like, again, not like not to bash on that community at all because there are a lot of really nice people who are, who are all about it, but, but I think, I don't know. I'm, I'm just not a fan of waking up in the morning and, and wanting to do something like that all day and then do it again before, before you go to bed and like you're stoned all day, all day in some cases. Yeah. Um, when you're living that lifestyle and at that point, man, living the, I guess the quote unquote sober life, I've just sort of grown to enjoy that a little more. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you, you were into it consistently for a little while. Yeah, I was, Um, but yeah, it didn't, it didn't, uh, it didn't quite tear you down, but, but it did make me kind of a piece of shit for a while. (laughs) That's for sure. I could, I could, uh, yeah, I could, I could so see the appeal of it. I think uh, maybe I'm just really lucky because weed for me, and I, you know, to be fair, I've only ever had uh, shitty stuff, um, but it just, uh, it takes me, I don't know. First of all, it makes me very anxious, like every time, no matter what what sure. it is. Um, but it like. I think it does the opposite of what it does for most people. It just takes me out of the moment so far. And I hate being withdrawn or like foggy mm. and not being able to like, um, I don't I just hate the, the feeling of being foggy. Sure. And for some reason that's all, all weed would do for me. And then that'd make me anxious. And, and I know this is another thing that's like, uh, a, a, a truism is it like you, I don't know, you, you don't get hangovers from weed, but, I swear to God, like I for three or four days after I would smoke, if I smoked a lot, 
I would just, again, like be in this sort of slight mental fog. And I was always just a second or two behind my normal self. Right. And I, it, it lasted for days. Like I clear, and it, it was like, clearly that's what it was each time I did it. And I don't know. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's something that can, uh, I get when people say it's not harmful for them or like it's, it's not, it doesn't have a, a terrible long-term effect, but I, I, just for me personally, like if, if I were to use it, um, as much as you used it, yeah, I, I would have been, I don't know, it would have removed me yeah. from life in a pretty, pretty bad and corrosive way. Yeah. That's, that's kind of, that's about how it was, but man, I, I picture that sort of phase that I went through in life, and I wonder, going back to the Denver Boulder thing, I wonder if that, or how, if so, how it would be amplified. Yeah. Uh, like, maybe I would still be in that phase if I ended up moving there. Yeah. And if I was still in that phase, I would not be nearly as happy as I am right yeah. now, that's for well, sure. And, you know, like you said, uh, maybe you, you go out there and you can sustain a job and you can live that lifestyle, but you're spending three to four times as much on rent, like no joke, probably oh, yeah. that much, and just the cost of living. And like you said, just not having enough money to like even get back to where you started and having that habit would be... I could see how you might not recover from it for a very long time. So you're kind of lucky that you went through that phase at the time you did, you know? Yeah. It was probably probably instructive, like, in a way that you won't go back to that. Oh, for sure, dude. Yeah. Looking back at it. That's what the 20s are for. Yeah, exactly. And it was a great learning experience. I'm I'm honestly glad to say that I went through it because it was – I don't know. It was, I guess, enjoyable to to experience it, to yeah. actually experience that lifestyle for like a year or two or whatever. Um, luckily, I was able to snap out of it. <laughs> so, but it it's good stuff nonetheless. And you know, again, so, like people function. There there are people who can function really well on this stuff too. So it's not like everybody's just everybody who uses yeah. it is just a burnout who lays on the couch and eats Cheetos all day. No, it's totally like to each his own. Yeah. Absolutely. I I kind of envy the people who can go outside and interact in public while they're while they're on it, while they're high. Yeah. Uh because whenever I would try try doing that, I would just get this social anxiety and paranoia. <laughs> I would I would just always yeah. have to stay stay inside. I totally hear you. I totally hear you. Yeah. Well, I, and maybe for like those people, it's just weed is what brings them back to like normalcy, like a sense yeah. of normalcy of, of like a, a place that they're comfortable with, like going outside and and interacting more. You know. Yeah. It's I, like anything, like nicotine is for a lot of people or caffeine. Right. Yep. So interesting stuff, nonetheless. But anyway, um, I I also wonder. Could I have been, like, one of my sort of pipe dreams was, okay, so I, seriously, in my early 20s, I, I loved, I loved the idea of, well, of being, of living the stoner lifestyle, so I, I just loved the idea of it for some reason, um, it, it intrigued me for some weird reason, yeah, another thing that intrigued me along those same lines is being a snowboard junkie, like, like uh like 
working this this uh, low-paying job, barely being able to pay rent, and just eating cheap food and stuff, living yeah. in a crappy house, and just snowboarding all day every right. day. Right, being this, uh, yeah, the snow guru. Yeah, just being one of the locals. Oh, boy. But I think, man, that life, st- it still intrigues me. I don't know that I'll actually experience it, but, man, I it's so interesting because you're well you're you are in the moment like you're enjoying enjoying the weather enjoying the mountain and the snow all day every day yeah yeah um yeah so i I I, totally i I see that i see that there of uh yeah in colorado some of the especially some of the smaller towns in colorado you could easily wind up doing that yep so so yeah i I wouldn't put, I wouldn't have put that past me if I would have moved moved to the area. Um, on the plus side, and we're we're spending quite a bit, <laughs> quite a bit of time on this Denver Boulder thing. But um, please, there's there's one more thing that, like, there's one more <laughs> sort of pro that could could have happened. Can you hear my dog? I'm sorry. A little bit. What's she yapping about? Oh, she's howling. She's pumped up about something. <laughs> nah, she's getting her riled up. <laughs> nice. Yeah. No, it's. You can barely hear it, but um, <laughs> so uh, so so another one one of of many pros potential pros that could have gone could have happened in that case. What if I actually took one of these marketing jobs and actually found my like niche in the marketing community? That yeah. that easily could have happened as well. And so maybe my career uh, five like today five years down the road from when I moved there and started that marketing gig, maybe my career would have been, would have taken off and I would have been making some really good money right now and living yeah. a, a solid life in Denver. Could Who be. knows? But maybe you'd be on like the fast track to a burnout. Yeah, you ne- true. You, ne- you never know. I, I can never see do. that though. If you, if you would have, you know, started investing like 60, 80 hours in a job that you really enjoyed that you might get burned out pretty quickly. Good point. So neither here nor there but man it is it's fun to think about yeah, but uh isn't it? but i try not to i try not to live in the past like i think i think it's well th- again this this actually could be a full episode uh, in and of itself too but there are people who have achievements in the past let's say they uh i don't know they they're they play college football and they win the national championship for example well, obviously, lots of people from there continue that ambition, and they they set more long-term goals and want to continue to become a better uh, overall person. Whether that's win trophies, <laughs> whether well, whether that's become an NFL player or use their now popular name to become an entrepreneur in the area, um, whatever it is. However, there are also people who just ride on that one achievement, and they <laughs> they're like. They're like, oh, uh, God. yeah. Okay, I, I, uh, I did such a good job, and you know, our whole team did such a damn good job. I'm so proud of us. Uh, we've account like we're the best in the land. And then, next thing you know, it's 20 years later, and he's still talking about it. Yeah. Or even oh, f- better, the high, I paid my dues. Yeah, the high school state championship. That's more common, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you know oh, what I God. mean? Yeah. Oh, and it's oh yeah pretty pretty damn prevalent uh when you have a state with so many small towns like we do <laughs> yeah exactly oh god yeah i i mean 
it's not a rare occasion to hear to hear people reminiscing about oh back in my day i i could throw the ball 40 yards oh okay so uh i worked at like a, a farm supply store in college and um i still have friends today that will uh Okay, there was a guy that came in there, like an older older guy, who used to go to the high school football games that I played in. And one time in in this farm and home store that I worked in, he recognized me and he said, Hey, you're that shitty quarterback from SEM. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know, I'm I'm a little taken aback because I was uh I was never a, a person to like relive the glory days which there were no glory in first of all <laughs> but like he read and, and so i'll still some of my friends today will still say hey you're that shitty quarterback from sem because one of them was with me one of them worked with me and I'll, still, right. I'll still get that like, a few times a year but it's, it was it's god it's so true and it's like you know to that guy that's that's what i was like that's that's who i am yeah a, that shitty quarterback from sem <laughs> But that guy right now is also just counting down the days until fall so that he can go back to a high school football game. Maybe. Or maybe he was there to buy a a small footstool and a a length of rope that could support his body weight. I don't know. That's true. That's that's what what I feel like I'd be at that kind of a store to buy if I were hearing people buy their high school football days. But, yeah. That's that's nuts. So there you go. And, you know. I guess that maybe that's just more the demeanor of uh, our our area too, that stuff like that came. Up. I actually got hired at that place because I played uh, basketball too, and the manager of the store knew me and my buddy because we played with like his um, I don't know one of his younger relatives was uh, on our team and so he hired us just because he knew us from the basketball team <laughs> nice. that's basically it well that that's not that might not necessarily be oh i saw you playing on the court you got a nice uh, jump shot but it could be more of like his son or whoever vouching like vouching for you saying hey you're you're friends with my son you must be a pretty good guy no well it's it wasn't his son it was uh i can't remember oh, his, exactly his nephew it. or something yeah nephew that's gotta be it and um no, it pretty much was. Yeah, we <laughs> seriously. Like yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> it's it's a little easier too in that area because like, you know, we're we're kids from a small town, and so we're kind of guaranteed to at least have some sort of baseline of work ethic, uh, even versus people that grew up in the in the city. Like, it, I don't know. It, it sounds kind of shitty to say, but it, it's kind of true that like, I, I could trust a lot of people I grew up with to at least you know work at a retail store out of high school to a pretty like good successful degree so he probably he probably knew that too just because we came from a small like farming community that we would probably be all right right i I have a a big question have you ever played in a band or thought about playing in a band oh man i okay that's that's yet another uh lifestyle that i've sort of daydreamt about a couple times well this this Um, is the one that i was going to bring up for my my possible turning point but you you've been there oh really yeah well no i i haven't i i haven't actually played in a in a band besides like the organized stuff in high school um i i used to play trumpet a lot i was uh 
I considered myself pretty decent at trumpet. I still have it. I'd like to break it back out again. But no, I've never actually never actually been in a band. Besides like jazz band and symphonic band. Like I kind of could have like seen it for you though. You, you always here, like, played around with music a little bit, right? Making music. Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah. In, in college Dude. probably. Big time, yeah. yeah. Actually, well Okay, yeah. We we had <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> we we had this uh super unstructured three man trio that we had in college <laughs> where oh, we would never like we never played a single live show or anything like that. We had yeah. a total of uh maybe three or four songs that we recorded. It was mainly uh mainly funny stuff, but uh, dude, dude, this this buddy of mine uh well, it, it, I I won't say his name. Uh but he he recently actually moved out to to uh California himself, but Anyway, he had this Come back, man. This uh, <laughs> He had this just musical talent, like this just natural talent with music. Uh he was a great guitar player. He could play the bass, like any any instrument he picked up, he could he could make it sound good. Mm-hmm. And uh man, so we we did a lot of keyboard synthesizer uh stuff and you know, recording it on fruity loops. And then I also had a turntable. <laughs> I had I had a crappy uh <laughs> A crappy vinyl record that I would scratch sometimes, and <laughs> in the an old opera record. <laughs> yeah, no, it's <laughs> so add that to the track a little bit. Man, it was it was fun. So we would do that in yeah. our dorm room in the college days. Uh, yeah. We had just this sweet music set up, and so we would do that. And then he had these uh, these huge concert speakers that that we always had hooked up and had a really good setup in the dorm room. And after we would record something, we would like introduce it to all of our friends in the dorm, and uh, and from there we would just basically start blaring the music and just rock out. <laughs> it was fun. That's we, awesome. We never we never thought about even selling it or or monetizing it in any way at all. But right. uh, dude, it was fun while it lasted, though. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. Well, pretty kind of kind of the same in that like uh, I very much. Uh, love the idea of being a music maker, not a musician. Yeah. Like a huge difference. Like a, I, I love making music, but I have never been a any sort. Even I haven't even been like an amateur musician. You know what I mean? Because sure. I, I can't like read notes or like explain the structure of a song. Right. I just yep. like dicking around. Uh, you know, shredding the keys. Man, guitar stuff like that yeah it's fun I'm, dude uh, yeah i'm not i'm not even good at it I just again like kind of dicking around with music kind of like you did in your dorm room but yeah uh whew. so i remember like uh me and a buddy he actually plays guitar super well um and i was much worse than him but i at least had the recording equipment and could kind of like put it together and in, in a decent way um we were like even in high school, we, we kind of played around with recording. And then um, in college, like, we almost got serious about putting a band together, it felt like. And so, again, like, this this could have been a, a different road in life. We, I remember we, somehow we got in touch with this, we were kind of, like, looking for a vocalist. And uh, we played kind of metal music so um 
I'm, I'm trying to remember everything, but I, so we met one vocalist, and then he was gonna like, I think he was gonna introduce us to another one who really he thought would fit our style because we played metal, and this guy was a screamer, and so we're like, okay, we're into that. Um, so let's let's at least meet him. And I remember like getting a glimpse of where life could have gone because we we drive into suburbia. Every house looks the same, just painted a different shade of tan. Yep. <laughs> and so we, we drive up in this nice to this nice one and walk in, the house is nice, and then we walk into this guy's room and it just smells like pot and it's got <laughs> band posters up everywhere and he still lives with his parents. Um, but I want to say he's like our age now. And w- this was when I was maybe like 19 or 20. Mm-hmm. Um, so a little bit a little bit older and... Have you ever been around somebody who's, who screams like in a metal band, like a screamo band? Yeah, yeah. I used to be uh, good buddies with a, a guy who was the lead singer of a screamo band in high school. Okay, well, okay. so we, we hadn't, and all we had ever done, because we were from a small town and didn't know anybody else into the type of music that we liked, is seen like the music videos and, you know, live concert videos of bands playing and people screaming. And so I remember this this guy like, in his uh you know in his room in suburbia starts playing like maybe some lamb of god and he's gonna sing for us you know (laughs) it's like pretty immediate like we walk in the room he's like hey nice to meet you we shake hands and he just turns it on and he gets going and it's like i'd again had never been around screaming and we were like shocked because it was so quiet you know it's like they're oh yeah like in the music videos you see him like their mouths wide open and like veins popping well, out of their neck and forehead see it depends people different people scream differently like there yeah. there are some people who who just make the sound like Rah. well that's Rah. no it's, it's it's like it reminded me of when you're if you're telling a story and you're like trying to explain how someone was fake yelling you know yeah exactly like that's how but loud you, it is when you do that right up close to the mic on a recording oh, yeah. then it sounds like you're kind of screaming yeah yeah absolutely so is that it's, what he was doing well, so yeah, yeah, it was very quiet, and you know, but he still fit the the mold of like his mouth was you know wide open, like he was screaming, and you could see a like a map of his bloodstream on his face, right? And um, oh god, can I also just say like the first time we actually went to a metal concert, we were so excited to see these guys because on the videos they you know so bad they look so big and badass, and like we're standing in line to get into the venue. And the band walks by, and uh, both my friend and I are a little bit over six foot, hardy Midwestern folk, <laughs> and right. the we thought these guys were all like super muscular and like eight foot tall, and they walk by, and the thing you realize is that all, all these bands that you love, they're all very small people. Yeah. Not, not you know, not that it's like a bad thing, but it's just like. You just don't realize when you're young how they're using the camera to like force your perspective into thinking these guys are like statues and uh, so we're both we both like look at each other and we're like what we could what like we're we're larger people than them that's just you know I don't know maybe that was a big thing because we were young men running on testosterone and we thought we were gonna feed off their testosterone but um, I don't I don't know where that's going but that was yeah. just always a shock. Agreed, man. I've uh, I've I have noticed the same thing. 
do you mind if I ask what band that was? Um, I think that was like Trivium. Really? Tri- <laughs> Super yeah. hardcore band and yeah. Oh, they yeah they they rule. But um, and we, God, we loved them back then. Uh, and yeah, geez, I think we saw like their lead singer and lead guitarist, and who both look they're in very nice shape, and they are badass looking people. Um, and it wasn't just them; it was like every band subsequently that we we saw even even the big metal acts that look like uh you know even even bigger than trivium uh yeah like oh man they're just they're just putting the iphone down on the floor and and recording them from from that perspective <laughs> right so of course they look huge well especially in i think especially in the metal genre like you you i guess you you imagine these guys to be to be oh, bigger yeah. and it's brutish like yeah and I think there are some some ogres like that out there in, in certain bands, but yeah, for the most part, it, it was alarming. And you know, I don't think we ever talked to the guy who uh, serenaded us with Lamb of God again. I think he was like he was into it, but then that maybe that was about the point that we were like, you know what, we're both in college. Maybe we should kind of stick to this track and not try to put a band together. Sure. Um, because it was it was like eating up most of our weeknights and weekends, and um, I remember like we we met another guy who we went to his place to meet him, and like he lived in a dirt floor basement, and again like opens a door and like just a shit ton of smoke rolls out, and that that that's actually what I was referring to when I was referring to another. Uh, time when i hung out with with someone who like just regularly smoked and you saw it dragging him down right and and this guy did it for several years and i'm sure like still does it but i look back on that and i'm like you know even then like what if weed would have like appealed to me more what if uh, i would have just said yeah i need to go after this music thing man right because the thing is in order to in order to be really good at something you have to do it a lot so you yeah i mean if you guys were committing to to uh, doing this band thing, it I mean, you thought it took up a lot of your time, but man, if you would have if you would have really been uh you know, like basically pull like flip the switch and said, Yep, we're doing this then all of a sudden, yeah, that that's your thing. Like I don't it know where I'm going me. with that either. It, but it, 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 it could have taken though. priority over school or over yeah. your job or whatever. Oh, exactly, and like, oof. oh, I, I feel like that—that that was truly like one of the fine edges that I stood on at one point of of like almost going down that road and becoming somebody totally different. And like, um, not that I wouldn't have reached some sort of like potential then, or that I like reach my crescendo now, but yeah, I don't think that would have been a good track. I think that would have been my Denver. Yeah, man, I uh, I really wish that there was a way for us to see these different paths and see the person that we would that each of us would be today if we had taken those paths. Yeah, I love that idea, man. Again, I, like the alternate universe type thing. Yeah, uh, I you know I love I love the idea of uh, we. It'd be like super good to actually write all this out and like sit down and really think and remember details. Because I think answering a question like, you know, where what was a, what was a fulcrum in your life upon which you could have gone a different way, 
Um, like, if you unpack that, you can you can learn so much about what your ambitions were at the time and what you wanted. Like, what what was going on at that point? What led up to it? And like, what what you thought you needed to like fix a situation? Because that's usually what it is. Yeah. Right? Is that you know you think you need to go to a new city so you can find more opportunity because you feel too complacent where you're at or something like that. Yep, exactly. But, or just to shake things up or whatever. Yeah, or to get that dank-ass green. <laughs> skunk skunk. <laughs> the skunk skunk. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, yeah it's, it's fun to think about, though. You know, I think, um, I, man, I'd be really interested in talking to some other people about this stuff. Again, everybody has their own stories on this subject. Especially everybody like like our age or above. I mean, even even people in their early twenties, I'm sure do. Yeah. Oh, I'd I'd be super I I'd be super interested to hear this from like my mom and dad. Even though oh, like yeah. I, my relationship with them is such that I would never just ask them outright. It'd have to be for some sort of format like this. Sure. Uh, I I think I'd even like to hear your like a story that you had thought out and like the details leading up to it. You know. I'd even like to hear you. Maybe we just dedicate one episode after that each to like our uh, our own kind of a, a time like that. That could be Dig cool. into it a little deeper. Yeah. Well, so, okay, I know this other point in life where I almost made a... There were these um, gloves made of shark skin. So shark leather gloves. <laughs> and... Oh, well, okay, first, what do you think about that, first of all? They sound warm. 